Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 181 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please do me a favor, subscribe in your favor, and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Sonic Frontiers, and the games coming out this week include Farming Simulator 22 Platinum Expansion, Farming Simulator 2022 Platinum Edition, Doctor Who The Edge of Reality and the Lonely Assassins, Somerville, Bravery and Greed, Ruby, Arrowfell, Pentiment, Call of Duty Warzone 2.0, Super Chicken Jumper, Star Sand, Ghost Simulator 3, As Far as the Eye, and the Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil and Me. Now with last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Battlefield 2042 headed to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate in time for Season 3. Cat Bailey at IGN writes, as Battlefield 2042 gears up for the release of Season 3, EA is trying to get wary fans back on board to see how the troubled shooter has changed over the past year, including adding it to Xbox Game Pass. EA confirmed that Battlefield 2042 will be available via EA Access starting with Season 3, meaning that it will also be available to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. EA is also planning free access periods across all platforms through December. While EA has yet to confirm Season 3's launch date, it did reveal that Update 3.2 will include the reintroduction of classes to Battlefield 2042. The update is part of Battlefield 2042's specialist revamp, which will see them get more defined roles on the field in addition to a specialized set of gadgets and equipment. EA says that it has been testing the updates extensively and that it will soon be revealing another new assault specialist. EA is also promising updates to Battlefield 2042's manifest and breakaway maps, with the latter getting a massive overhaul. While Battlefield 2042 hasn't received much attention over the past year, EA has been working quietly in the background. Season 2 was comparatively well received by fans, featuring numerous improvements to the launch version as well as the introduction of mid-season events. Well, this is hopefully and maybe a start in the right direction. As noted heavily in the show, I was so looking forward to Battlefield 2042. And then when I jumped in, I was just confused at what I had. Back in the day, I used to have so much fun with Battlefield Bad Company, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, and Battlefield 2042 seemed like the perfect time to jump back into a Battlefield game and it just wasn't it. Hopefully them righting the wrongs of their launch, getting classes back into the game, and getting into Xbox Game Pass will be the first true step in the right direction, which hopefully isn't too far away. Number 2. Call of Duty 2023 will be a quote, full premium release, end quote, Activision insists. Dustin Bailey at GamesRadar writes, Activision Blizzard insists that 2023 will still see a release of a full premium Call of Duty title, seemingly pushing back on reports that the series will be skipping a year following the launch of Modern Warfare 2. Quote, Activision is looking forward to building on its current momentum in 2023, end quote, the company says in its latest financial results press release. Quote, with plans for the next year including the most robust Call of Duty live operations to date, the next full premium release in the Blockbuster annual series and even more engaging free-to-play experiences across all platforms, end quote. The wording about the, quote, next full premium release in the Blockbuster annual series, end quote, seemingly pushes back on a Bloomberg report from back in February, which suggested that there would be no mainline Call of Duty launch in 2023. 
Activision has in fact been pushing back on that report for months, saying in February that it has, quote, an exciting slate of premium and free-to-play Call of Duty experiences for the year, next year, and beyond, end quote. The company further asserted in August that the Call of Duty team has, quote, new premium content planned for 2023 and beyond. So as someone who is diehard mainline Call of Duty circa 2009, 2010, 2011, I'm just not that anymore. However, I'm very much looking forward to Warzone 2.0, hoping that that is the battle royale that I need in my life right now because I was so addicted to the genre a few years ago and it's quickly fallen off. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is a very good game. It's a very cartoon Call of Duty game, but it's not that next new multiplayer experience I was hoping for. I thought that by skipping a year in Call of Duty, not having a mainline release in 2023 was going to be a big thing for this game. However, it seems like back to basics, we're going to get a new, full, complete Call of Duty game by Sledgehammer Studios in 2023. Let's see how this all shakes up because by that point, it seems like by that point, Activision might be an Xbox first party company and studios. Number three, Overwatch 2 announces new tank hero, Ramatra. Matt Kim at IGN writes, Blizzard has unveiled the next hero to join its lineup, the leader of the Null Sector, Ramatra. As teased in the lore, Ramatra is the leader of the organization Null Sector. Like Zenyatta, Ramatra is the Shambai monk who no longer sees the option of peacefully advocating for the rights of Omnix, and now has taken a more, quote, pragmatic angle, end quote, according to the Overwatch blog announcing his reveal. Quote, originally a war machine, Ramatra shed his munitions for a shield to protect his people by promoting peace and tranquility, end quote. Blizzard writes, quote, however, Ramatra's story is one of hardships, drama, and a magnified view of humanity's harsh realities, end quote. While Blizzard has only shared a cinematic trailer showcasing Ramatra's backstory and origins, Adrian was part of a media roundtable with Overwatch 2 hero designer Alec Dawson, who revealed Ramatra will have two forms players can switch between. Quote, he does have two forms. He has an Omnic form and his Nemesis form. Part of the skill we're testing is when to switch between those forms. Because the Omnic form, you're playing the Poke game, you're protecting your team, a little bit of range. And then the Nemesis form, you're brushing down the enemies and you're charging in there and you have these punches, end quote. Marash will be the fourth new hero introduced since the launch of Overwatch 2, along with Sojourn, Junker Queen, and Kirika. According to Blizzard, the team wants to release either a new map or hero in alternating seasons. Overwatch 2, whether you like it, or not is one of the biggest games out there right now. Check Twitch and check the top of any top of the free-to-play leaderboards out there. Overwatch 2 is crushing, and why? It is, at heart, a very good game. And is it Overwatch 1 a little bit enhanced? Sure. But I have my fun with it, so any new news of a new hero is very exciting. Number 4. Control will be getting a big-budget sequel, Remedy confirms. Holy Welsh at Polygon writes, Armenian Entertainment has confirmed that it's working on a sequel to its stylish science fiction action game Control for PS5, Windows PC, and Xbox Series X and S. The sequel is only in an early concept stage, and quote, it'll take a while, end quote, said series game director Michael Carson, quote, but to put it mildly, this is the most exciting project I've ever worked on, end quote. Pretty well funded too, Remedy said that a 50 million euro in quote, initial development budget, end quote, has been set in co-development and co-publishing agreement with 505 Games, which published the original game. Remedy will publish on PC, while 505 will handle the console release. The game will be built on the finished developer's in-house Northlight engine. Last year, Remedy said it's working on both a multiplayer spin-off for Control and, quote, a bigger budget control game, end quote. 
Quote, I'm now proud to confirm the bigger budget control game, also known as codename Heron, is Control 2, a full-blown sequel, end quote, said Gravity Chief Executive Taro Vitella. This is very exciting news. Control was a very big game, won a lot of Game of the Year awards, and a game that somehow I did not play and missed. I really enjoyed Quantum Break by Remedy. I never played Alan Wake, although I have Alan Wake Remastered downloaded on my Xbox for ready to go. And I think Control is going to be one of the games that I play in the next few months, so hopefully it's the game that hooks me because it seems right up my alley. And number five, more of an entertainment news story, but in a lighter news week. Gears of War movie announced on Netflix alongside adult animated series. Cat Bailey at IGN writes, Netflix is partnering with the Coalition to develop a Gears of War movie alongside an adult animated series. Netflix tweeted on its official account this morning, quote, Gears of War was released 16 years ago today, and to mark the occasion, Netflix has partnered with the Coalition to adapt the Gears of War video game saga into a live-action feature film, followed by an adult animated series with the potential for more stories to follow, end quote. Series creator Cliff Blazinski, who recently spoke with IGN Filtered, responded by tweeting, quote, O-S-H-I-T, end quote. It's unclear if this project is connected to the Gears of War movie that has been stuck in development for the 15 years. Dave Bautista has consistently attached as Marcus Phoenix, which he has described as, quote, a dream role, end quote. This is exciting for a multitude of reasons. Gears of War is one of the few video game franchises that seems like it could work in a movie or animated TV form. Make it a gritty war movie, and for God's sakes, just cast Dave Bautista as Marcus. It seems perfect. He's done all the work. He's campaigning for himself. It seems like a perfect role. Let's see it happen. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is going to be about sales records in regards to the GTA franchise. Andrea Sharon at IGN writes, GTA 5 reaches 170 million units sold. Red Dead Redemption hits 70 million. Publisher Take-Two Interactive has announced another milestone for Grand Theft Auto V, with 170 million units sold, while Red Dead Redemption has hit the 70 million mark. During Take-Two's quarterly earnings call, the company's investor presentation revealed sales numbers for both series. As a franchise, Grand Theft Auto has sold more than 385 million units, with 170 million of those attributed to GTA V. Yeah, it's a fun fact this week. It's about sales numbers, and it's for one of the biggest games ever. And will it ever be breached? We don't know. But just for some quick math, 170 million units at, let's say, $35 a game is equal to almost $6 billion. I cannot wait to see what GTA 6 is and how well it does in sales. Although I loved my time with GTA 5 messing around with players and friends, I never actually beat the campaign. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox on 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week on Xbox, I at least played a little bit of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 online with my friends. It's an enjoyable experience. I'm not doing very good, but the grind is needed as Warzone 2.0 soon approaches. As for PS5, I've been grinding God of War Ragnarok and loving every second of it. What a commitment to excellence. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosen93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.